0: Hello and welcome Success Grid Nation to this new episode of the Success Grid Podcast with your host Hussein Talib This is episode number 74 with Tommy Breedlove How to build and live a legendary life Tommy Breedlove is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author of the book Legendary Hope you enjoy this one Welcome to Success Grid the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories,
1: knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib.
0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Great Podcast with your host, Hussein Talib. I have a special guest today. Tommy Breedlove is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author and the mindset coach who is a regular freight shirt keynote speaker at global events. Tommy, welcome to The Grid
1: saying it is great to be here, my brother. And uh, for the audience, he's been very patient and flexible with me today <laughs> due to some very bad traffic in the Southeast United States. So thank you very much for your grace and flexibility, my friend. Uh,
0: thank you. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> okay, so, so you have your book Legendary, which is the name itself I love. And you actually sent me a copy, but I still haven't got it yet. <laughs> It's in route. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, it will arrive soon. Uh, I will talk about that later. But first, tell us about your story. Where were you like? How were you in corporate or before that? And how did you change and become where you are now?
1: Yeah. So I grew um, my, for 20 years, I was in large public accounting. Financial consulting and mergers and acquisitions firm. I grew up at a company called Deloitte. It's a very, very big oh, cool. company. Deloitte. It's, it's, oh. it's all,
0: big one one of the big four, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's where I grew up and cut my teeth. And um, you know, I went and chased the uh, what we call the dream—you know, of money, success, power—you know, the things that a lot of us want. Mm. And, um, I came from very humble beginnings. Um, and so I was the first person to graduate college in my family. Oh. And you know, I always thought that you know, with more money came more happiness, more success came more happiness, and you know more power came happiness. And so at 36 years old, you know, I had all of the the shiny objects, you know, I had the the, the suit, uh, the tailor-made suit, the cufflinks, the corner office, the car, all this stuff, right? The things. It's just shiny things. Um, and wondered why I was still not happy, not fulfilled, and uh, literally went through a massive transformation at 36 years old. Oh, cool. And st- stopped trying to be something I wasn't. And um, I wore all these masks and armor because I never wanted to be Tommy. I was the tough guy, important guy, arrogant guy, couldn't ask for help guy. And every single one of those things was the facade. And it really wasn't. It was just insecurities and fear. And so when I went through this massive transformation at 36 years old, my life completely changed. I'll tell you what it looked like before. I was one of the most hated people in the firm because I was competitive, political, competitive. I would, you know, it was just bad. You, you, you had your,
0: of, you had your own opinion about things and you didn't listen to <laughs>
1: anyone exactly exactly <laughs> and you know arrogance is is insecure arrogance is fear-based arrogance is loud yeah. um, you know courage is calm and quiet and peaceful and you know that's what that's what uh, I literally went from being one of the most disliked people to one of the most beloved I went from working 70 and 80 hour weeks down Whoa. to about 30 yeah. Yeah, maybe that's more a lot, sometimes.
0: That's a lot maybe
1: more. And yeah, down to 35 or 40 hours a week, just by being a better person, just by being a better leader, just by doing what I call the inner game, working on my heart, my mind, my soul. And then, you know, my, my money doubled. I'm not kidding. In three years, just this transformation happened in three years. Awesome. My marriage went from being um, borderline on collapse to the strongest it had ever been. My network of friends increased 10x. And then literally, I found peace, joy, happiness, and fulfillment in life. And all of these people in my network started reaching out to me and saying, I want help. How did you do it? How did you not give up your success? How did you not give up your ambition? How did you not give up your drive? And how did you find peace and happiness in life? And I just started helping these people. With their mindset, with their relationship, with their wives or husbands, I just started helping them for free because I never planned on uh, leaving the financial world. I literally, in those three years, by the way, went from junior partner to international practice leader to elected to the board of directors and a shareholder. Um, I had left Deloitte, but I had a huge company in the Southeast United States just by being a decent person. And that's when all of these corporate executives, entrepreneurs, bankers, lawyers, accountants started reaching out and asking me for help. And about the 30th person, I was like, there is something in this and it makes me happy. So I walked away at the top of the game. I sold Ooh, all my yeah. equity in the company, <laughs> resigned my board seat, resigned my board seat and um, started Doing exec leadership, executive mindset, and relationship coaching, and it's thus turned into a uh, Wall Street Journal and USA today, today best-selling book. It's turned into a world class. We run retreats and conferences and one-on-one, and so I've just absolutely loved this path that I've been on for the last ten years. But it took a lot of courage to walk away. at the yeah, the day, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you were like uh, a lot of us. I'm still in corporate, and hopefully, I will go out soon. But the place that you were in is like. It's like, I, I think I'm a banker. So I think like, and I studied accounting. I guess you did study accounting as I well. Did. right? Yeah. Yes. So I, we do want to reach that kind of level to be EVP, SVP or what, <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But sometimes I think even if it's that place and this big, huge salary and bonuses, uh, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, because, because to me, to myself, uh, I always look at them, and they they always put the, the 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 employees, the the small ones, let's say, out of the picture. When, for example, a pandemic happened, they they let people go, which is the small guys. They don't let the small the big guys go because maybe certain things they see. For example, uh, you see the economy. We want to cut people. Uh, we want to cut costs, whatever it is. But you mentioned two things like. In in your story, you, you you were the first to finish college at from your, with your within your family, and you talked a little bit about how success is and how people came to you. But uh, how did you feel like finishing college? Do you think it's important now from your experience? And the second thing is uh, success because success is uh, is uh, basically it's a process. It's an everyday thing that we do, and it's different from one person to another. How do you look at that?
1: How do I look at success? Oh, yeah. Yep. Let me start with college. Um, University is, for me, I came from um, a place in the world, it opened my eyes to so much more. Like, I didn't know that I come from a very, my first 18 years were loaded with violence and all this other stuff. So, I came from a place that just wasn't very happy. Mm. Um, and so for me, it, and let me tell you a really sh- good story real quick, and then we'll, I'll answer both of your questions, I promise. Uh, but the story <laughs> is, you know, I was, the truth of the story is, is I was scheduled to be the first person to, I had a, a scholarship, for lack of a better mm. word, because I had good enough grades and talent to get a scholarship at a big university. The problem is, is I grew up in and around a lot of violence. Mm. And at 18 years old, I became the violence that I hated. Mm. And I committed a I committed a crime at eighteen years uh, eighteen years old and was looking at seven years of prison.
0: Ooh. And, that's, and so uh,
1: it was big. And uh-huh. so luckily it was dropped to lesser charges, but I was sentenced to two years and spent my nineteenth birthday incarcerated.
0: Ooh, that's the reason
1: I tell tough. you that, the reason I tell you that is my my path to college wasn't quite, you know, a narrow, it's straight path. Yeah. It was winding, right? So when I got out of jail, luckily, I did not get charged. We have something in the United States called felonies. That's the high crimes. Luckily, it was not that. It was dropped to a lower crime, which Mm -hmm. is really good. Otherwise, you and I would probably not be talking today.
0: Um, (laughs) It's a misdemeanor. They call it the misdemeanor or something like that. Correct. Absolutely correct.
1: Um, Very, very good. That's awesome. Um, That's a word that I barely even understand. I live here. (laughs) But what was cool about that, it, it allowed me to reassess. It allowed me to get away from some real negative influences that are around me. I literally went to work in a nuclear waste container factory for little money during the day, running a machine all day long, lifting these big, big containers. I was putting myself to community college at night, did end up back at university and went from literally a jail cell to Deloitte in three years.
0: Wow, well, that, that's, so that that's a, a huge. The, like, if you tell that story to anyone, they would probably say, or oh, <laughs> they won't believe you. That's <laughs> like, true story. Know, actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, because a lot of people, especially people who study accounting like myself, sometimes uh, at least they want something, they want to study, uh, they want to work in these kind of places, the big four like Deloitte, BWC, and Ernest Young, these kind of places. It, it's It's a kind of experience, at least for two, three years. Yeah,
1: but for me to answer your question about college, then I'll answer your uh, question about success, I thought that perspective was was important because of my beliefs on college. Mm-hmm. Do I believe everyone should go to college? Absolutely not. There's so much information out there. There's so much books and podcasts and how to be successful. And, uh, but what it did for me is it opened my eyes to opportunity it gave me what I call the language of business. You and I, you speak as good as linguish as I do, but accounting and numbers is the language of business, right? It's what we all speak around the world. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a unified language. Yeah, And so it allowed me to learn a lot about business, a lot about money, a lot about accounting. And it opened up an entire network and opportunity. Like I would have never dreamed of being hired at 21 years old at Deloitte when I was 10 years old. Hell, I didn't even know what Deloitte was. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just some fancy French name for all I know, you know? <laughs> and so, so for me, it gave me a foundation and understanding for business. It gave me, it opened my eyes to happiness, success. And, you know, when you're in college, you know, everybody's learning and happy and, well, at least where I was, they were. Um, <laughs> and so for, for me, college was instrumental to my success an accounting degree was, because I've been an entrepreneur now for 11 years and own multiple, I own a, a lodge in North Georgia here in the United States. I have a world-class executive coaching business and retreats. We've got our hands in real estate. So it, it, college allowed me to learn how to do all that.
0: Yeah, yeah. do uh, think it's good for business,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, it, and so it gave me an incredible opportunity um, and an incredible background. And so for me, it was a yes, but I, I don't think it's for everybody. So for me, success equals one thing. Success is freedom, freedom to do what you want to do, and so mm-hmm. that success is, I get to get up every day and I, you know, the buck stops here. If if my boss is it's the mirror, right? I'm I looking the mirror, and I'm I can either be a great boss or a bad boss. Do myself, right? The hardest thing to lead is ourselves, and so for me, um, entrepreneurship success is freedom, and I'm talking about financial freedom, time freedom. Freedom of choice, and that's yeah. really to me the only the only power we have in this world is the power of choice. Yeah, exactly. And so, for me, success equals freedom.
0: Oh, cool, awesome. So, speaking of success, does that relate, for example, to uh, having a purpose or finding a purpose or things around that?
1: So, I this is a, that's a great question. So, this is a core belief of mine. I believe every single human being on earth has a purpose and I believe it changes depending on the seasons of our lives. Yeah. I love so, that
0: season of our lives. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it should change. It's not like yep. it's one thing and it's done. It should be evolving.
1: Always evolving. And depending on what season you're from our first breath to when we come out of mom <laughs> to our last breath, which that's one thing that we all have in common as well, is we're not here for a long period of time. We have a purpose until our very last breath. And to me, I'm, I'm one of those fortunate human beings that I love getting the best out of people. I love making them more happy in life, more successful with money, better leaders, better husbands and wives. I mean, it's a thing. And that's why I do conferences and retreats and I do one-on-one coaching. I get to live my purpose every day. To help people build and live a legendary life. It's literally mm. for this season what I was put on this earth for. And so for me, there's responsibility is different from purpose. Mm. A lot of people think their kids are their purpose. No, your kids are your responsibility. <laughs> that's a bigger, <laughs> yeah. higher thing. Yeah.
0: That, that, that's, your purpose that, is yeah. exactly
1: your purpose is where you use your talents to serve society, this planet, an organization, another person. It's where you serve. And that's the place where we find fulfillment. So, Mm. yes, I think finding your purpose is key to fulfillment. It's key to joy, but it's key to also being a net giver and not a net taker.
0: Mm, I love that. I actually had an episode with CS Solkovitz. He was talking about givers and takers. (laughs) It it was cool. So speaking, uh, it's not a little bit my subject, but kids, when people look at it as a purpose, it's not a purpose because... Like you mentioned, this responsibility because we see a lot of parents neglect and they don't raise their kids. They, they leave them on the street. So what's that about? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I agree yeah. with me. They're your yeah.
1: responsibility. Make them good citizens. Make them good people. Lead them. Help them define their purpose. Children are a responsibility, mm. not your purpose.
0: Mm. Cool. So from your point of view, how important is it is to surround ourselves with people whose success, failures, and skills make us go forward and grow?
1: Great question. You hang out with five drunk people, guess what you're <laughs> going to be? You're going to be a drunk. I mean, that's just the truth. If you hang out with five angry people, you're going to be angry. You hang out with five unsuccessful people, you're going to be unsuccessful. However... If you hang out with five people who are just getting started, who want to be successful, mm-hmm. you're going to become successful. It, you are. I mean, every single great guru, coach, spiritual leader, you name it. I mean, this is ancient thousands of years old wisdom, man.
0: Cool. Yeah, exactly. You are who
1: you surround yourself with. If you find yourself angry all the time, judgmental all the time, not as successful as you want to be, I guarantee you if you look around you, Those people who are around you, both friends, family, everybody else, they're going to be in that same boat, too. If you hang out with happy people, you'll be happy. If you Mm -hmm. hang out with people who want to be successful, you will become successful. And that's just the law. It's some universal law that's bigger than me. But there's a reason every single great spiritual text, every great coach, every great writer, Mm -hmm. all the great music, everybody talks about you must Surround yourself with the people that are going in the same direction. It's just Mm. like let's take social media as example. Social media and news is pollution. They're always (laughs) they're wanting anger, they're wanting division, they're wanting jealousy, they want envy, and you know everybody's LinkedIn successful or Instagram fabulous, and that's (laughs) not reality. You know what I'm saying? So that's not so. If you're constantly watching the news and getting mad and angry, or you're constantly looking at negative social media, that's pollution going into your mind, your eyes, and your ears. But if you listen to a great podcast, a great book, have a great conversation with a friend, walk in nature, exercise, nap, that's nutrition, that's goodness. Mm -hmm. And so not only do we have to surround ourselves with the right people, we also have to our inputs, our eyes, our ears, what we read, what we watch, what we see, that's got to be success, happy, joy, love, it's got to be so. It's a two-way street. It's who you surround yourself with, and it's also what you input into your body.
0: Yeah, you have to process things, uh, and and then and then, for example, take action on the good things that you process. And if that's bad things, you should kick them out. <laughs>
1: so, you got to yeah. be more on the positive side than the negative. You got to yeah, be, yeah, otherwise, yeah, you'll yeah. just become negative.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I meet a lot of people who are just, uh, you can do that. This is hard. This is, this, uh, when it is actually easy, it's sometimes taking 10 steps, walking just 10 steps to achieve that thing or to do that thing. So it's like, I don't know, some people, uh, that takes me to limiting beliefs. So so that, did you have these issues with limiting beliefs yourself when you uh, kind of moved f- from corporate to your business?
1: I did. I... um. I lived what I would call in a scarcity mindset, um, full of fear, full of anger, um, judgment. You know, I was judging other people. And, you know, the great gurus say, when you judge somebody else, you're actually judging yourself. Ugh. Um, you can soak on that for a little bit. Um, but um I did. And, and it's it was the stories that I was told as a young boy, right? From very violent and abusive people that were in my life. It's the stories I started telling myself. And it was the people I was hanging around with were angry, unhappy, unsuccessful. So I started, I had, like I said, I had all of these negative processes and I was telling myself all of these lies Mm. full of fear, worry, insecurity, rage, anger. And I'm a firm believer that it's not compassion and empathy that we need in this world because humans are born with compassion and empathy. We're born with it. We just got to rediscover it. Yeah. Going on a limited mindset, I think if you ask me what this world needs the most, it's personal accountability.
0: Oh, okay. Any,
1: anything that you believe, you can, you can rewire. So if you have a limiting belief that money is for someone else or only those people are successful, or if you're blaming a politician or somebody else for your problems... Anything that you believe. So say you're worried all the time, scared all the time, you're not as successful as you want to be. Your relationship with your spouse is not where you want it to be. Anything that you believe, you can unwire and rewire to love, goodness, abundance, success, happiness, peace, courage. And so for me, I was eat up in fear, insecurity, the not good enough. So you know, that voice inside our head that says, Yeah, that's bad. Hey, I'm not good enough. I had it. And so for me, I've spent the last 12 years unwiring all of that with meditation, with reading, with podcast, with journaling, with prayer. I mean, you name it. I have all of these tools in my, I surround myself with positive people. So I have all these tools in my toolbox that helps me stay on the side of love, that helps me stay on the side of success, that helps me stay on the side of happiness. And so I'm constantly putting knowledge, wisdom, and goodness into my eyes and ears so that I start believing in myself and it's been an 11, 12 years and I'm still not there, right? I still, of course, have, you know, we all have these voices in our head that says, what if they figure out? I don't know what I'm doing. What if they figure out my, you know, what if they figure out my deepest, darkest desires? And, you know, we all have these not enough. So I'm not skinny enough, rich enough, famous enough, fast enough, whatever it is, you know? And so, but I spend at least an hour a day, every day working on my inner game. Mm. Strengthening in my heart, strengthening my mind, strengthen in my soul. Because how are we going to lead others when we don't lead ourselves?
0: Mm, yeah, how exactly. are we
1: truly going to be, be able to love someone else if we don't love ourselves? How do we expect people to respect us if we don't respect ourselves? And so I work on my inner game every single day for about an hour.
0: Awesome. So do you think there are some tools that can skyrocket success for someone in business, for example? 100%
1: read every single business and personal development book you can get your hand on and apply the knowledge to your life the the most the thing that makes me the most sad is with people with all this this knowledge that don't take action on it mm. you have to take action and apply it to your life unused knowledge is one of the saddest things in life so i would say i would say if you truly want to be more successful in life and i'm talking money and business And, and honestly, your inner game to your relationships, your friendships, your network is you got to read and apply. And there's like, there's probably 30 great books out there that if you just reread them over and over and over again, you would be more successful. You'd have more knowledge. You'd have more self-belief and self-confidence. And if you applied these things in your life, they would change your whole life. So that's number one. The number two thing I would say is you have to prioritize you. You have to work on your mind, your heart, and your soul every single day and your body, of course. That goes without saying. If your body's no good, you're no good. Um, So you got to work on your body too. But I would say concentrate on on applying knowledge and concentrating on your inner game to be more courageous, more confident, more self-esteem, more self-respect, more self-love so that you can go out and lead and love and take risks without letting them overwhelm you. That's the two mm-hmm. things I would say you need the most.
0: Cool. So, so this take me to, we're talking here about, for example, being the best version of oneself. So when we're talking about being the best version of oneself, how do you see yourself growing from where you are, where were you to where you are now to how you are in the future yourself, uh, Tommy?
1: Totally. And so for me, <clears throat> I think I spend every single day working at being a little better than i was yesterday i'm talking about all phases of my life as a leader in business with my clients with my spouse and so what does that mean is that means for me is i have to work on leading myself first i keep beating that drum i think um we have to never stop once we stop learning and growing um, we're dying, right? Same thing mm-hmm. in nature. if you're not if you're not growing, you're dying. and that's the same thing with our hearts, our minds, our souls, our businesses. And so for me, I never want I don't know what the future holds. I don't know how long I will be here. I don't know what happens. And so I concentrate on being present. I hear where my feet are right now. I concentrate on my internal growth. again, gratitude exercises, journaling exercises, meditations, readings, concentrate on constantly growing so that I can be my best self. I don't take myself too seriously because this is a very limited time on earth. (laughs) I make mistakes. Life is short. You know, I'm not in the pride business. I'm not in the arrogance business. I'm in the confidence business. And for me, confidence is about doing the reps on yourself and in your craft. And so for me, I don't have a true where will I be in 20 years from now? I hope I'll be healthy. I hope I'll be happy. I hope I will... But hope is not a strategy. I, I take action yeah, every exactly. single day to ensure that whatever comes our way, we're going to be in the best shape that we can possibly be. Um, and so for me, my life today, like I can't tell you from money to network to success to happiness. When I started focusing on my inner game, working on me first, everything has 10x in my life. And I was a senior partner at one at a huge, huge firm. Yeah, I was a board member and a senior partner.
0: Yeah, that's big. Yeah. So let yeah. me let me take, talk about your book, Legendary. What what led you to to write that book? And the the name itself it's cool actually, Legendary.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the why I wrote it. Um, it was three years of uh, a labor of love. And by the way, it's in hardback, softback, electronic, and audible. So if my voice doesn't bother you, I will read you the book. Um, and so oh, you read it yourself. There. Yeah, I read it myself. Mm, so cool. the audible version's out there and electronic, you know, you can buy it on Nook, i, whatever, whatever your thing is, electronic, you know. Um, and it's hardback, softback. But we so many people, because I had come up with all of these tools to be a better leader, to be more successful in money. To reconquer your time, to master your mindset, all of these tools to help us build and live legendary lives—that I was applying, you know, in my masterminds, I was applying it in my coaching. But I also have a pretty good story, and I knew a lot of other people's great stories. And so, the why I wrote it is this is literally the book that helped save my life mm. um, from, and it also is the book that helped save my marriage and the help that saved my career. And so, it's simple, executable tools. To find purpose, reconquer your time, be more financially successful, master your mindset, better relationships, better network, to hopefully build and live a legendary life. And the mm. reason we put the title legendary is if I said, Hussein, if I said Tommy Breedlove is legendary, you would laugh me out of the room. I mean, you literally would. No,
0: you, it's you, not can, something we can you give can, ourselves. You, so. you can, yeah, why not? You can't up uh, because you have the book legendary. So <laughs> you can't.
1: It's true. But what, what I love about the title legendary is usually your peers, your family, society, someone else gives that to you. Mm. And it has nothing to do with money or success. And money is important. I'm a money guy, but it has to do with the impact you're making. On one other person, two other people, a community, a, a you know, a, a state, a whatever it is, mm. and so for me, legendary is something I'm inspiring to. That when my last breath is taken, that my network, my family, my friends, the people who show up at our funerals, will say that human being built and lived a legendary lives. Because mm. no one's going to read our resume, and no one's going to read our bank balance when we die. And I'm a uh. money is important guy. I'm a money. I'm going to say that. Because, you know, one of your friends says money's not important. Run from them. They're broke. (laughs) That's what what the great T.R. Becker says, by the way. But but money is not everything. It's a magnifying glass. If you're a terrible person with a lot of money, it's going to allow you to do terrible things. Mm -hmm. If you're a person of significance and want to make impact, it's going to magnify that impact. So for me, the legendary is a simple playbook with with short great stories but simple executable tasks on how to build and live a legendary life and I'm super super thankful it's become a Wall Street journal and USA today bestseller cool. super so, thankful for that
0: yeah, amazing so who, who, from your opinion who would you say in and uh, now is is a legendary person is a legend or from from all the, the old days so
1: for me um, in a historical you got to remember I'm in the United States. So my, my, my perspective is going to be, um, from living here. And so I, I would think legends of the past would be, um, I would say Martin Luther King for sure. You know, he was an advocate for civil rights and equal rights. I would say him for sure. I would say, um, the great presidents, Franklin D Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. They were certainly legendary people. There's a whole lot of legendary musicians and, and, Uh, athletes and entertainers. Um, There's a bunch of those, but the true legends I mean, you can really be an extraordinarily bad legend as well. I mean, there's (laughs) been a lot of those people Um, extraordinary. Um, And we still read about them in our history books. Right. But for me, um, there's so many legendary people out there who are humble and you don't know about them because they're making great impact, not only on themselves, but others in their communities, their networks, their friends, their, their countries, wherever. And so, I just believe all of us can be legendary. We have to aspire to it. We have to work towards it. We have to yeah. work on ourselves first so that we can work on others. And so for me, um, le- there's just so many probably unknown legendary people in the world. And the Olympic Games are going on right now. Some legends are being made as we speak. So it's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So also you have the, the, the find your Discover Your Purpose course, right?
1: I do. I do. Yeah. Can so, you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, we just launched a digital course cuz I think so many people struggle with what is my purpose? You know, why am I here? You know, we find ourselves looking at the stars or at a fire and just contemplating life, like what does this all mean? Why am I here? And when we're struggling with our purpose or we don't know what our purpose, I've come up with a simple simple digital course with it's got all the PDFs, it's got all the tools, it's short videos to help Every single purpose on this earth, and it's at a really, really reasonable price point, is I believe everyone has a purpose. I believe your purpose changes during the season of your life. And I want everyone to know what their purpose is so that they can go make impact. They can go be of service, and they can find fulfillment in life. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, we just launched it. It's been out about six months, and it's done quite well. And I'm pretty excited about that because I think all of us struggle with how do we do this? And this course gives you how to find your purpose, and it's pretty powerful. Mm.
0: To, to Thank you for allowing me to
1: share that. I never share that, by the way. Thank yeah, you for cool. Doing that.
0: Uh, so, so you can become a legend, legendary.
1: <laughs> God willing, but purpose yeah. is only one, only one part of it. Yeah, you've got to be the master of your time. Exactly. You've got to find financial confidence and freedom. You've got to master your flying set. It's about building a network. It's about having more intimate relationships with your spouse, your friends, your network. It's about mastering your mindset. So Legendary is a stew, and purpose is one ingredient of this soup and stew.
0: Mm, Cool. So what would you say one takeaway from this episode, Tommy?
1: Oh, the takeaway from this episode? I think the first takeaway is your grace and flexibility and kindness for allowing me to be a little late. Thank you for that. That's the first thing. I mean, people around the world, I keep telling everybody because I travel a lot, you know, uh, pre-COVID. I was like, people around the world are just good. Stop listening to the news. I promise you, you're <laughs> all the same. Um, and so for me, yeah, the, the, way, the,
0: the news is shit. Yeah, uh, t-
1: you know, it's, it's terrible. It's shit. That's a great word. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bullshit, too. Yeah, it's not yeah, even yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but here's, here's the takeaway. If I had to give one takeaway, is go find the nearest mirror. Whatever you're lacking in your life or whatever you desire in your life, the mirror is both your problem and your solution.
0: If you want more
1: financial success, you want more happiness, you want more love, you want to stop doing certain things, look in the mirror. It's both your problem and your solution. And you must take action and you must take small actions to be better every day, And whatever it is you're working on. And you must participate in your own rescue. Mm -hmm. You must participate in your own rescue. Find the nearest mirror. It's not a politician's fault. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a country's fault. It's not your neighbor's fault. It's not somebody that looks different. Your fault. Go so find the mirror. It's your problem and your solution, and you must participate in your own yeah. rescue.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you here because sometimes, yeah, there's a lot of t- certain things like the government puts and the the prices of things go up and stuff like that. And the economy is not good. The pay is not good. Th- that's something that you cannot control. These things you cannot control. You should work on yourself instead of keeping to complain about certain things that's that's the, the the problem with with a lot of us sometimes we complain on things that we cannot control like you you were late on with traffic but it's something that you cannot control it's it's traffic there is you cannot jump off the cars and be just not possible you know well cool so tell me where can people get in touch with you
1: so on social media, I'm at um, Tommy Breedlove on Instagram and LinkedIn um, and Facebook. So just find me there. Um, we have a professional fake. Please don't like try to friend me on. Go to my business page because that's where we put all of our great content, and we're always putting out. So if you're on, if you can be on social media and you're listening to this, if you're looking for life tips and goodness and inspiration, we don't put any negativity out there. So it's all about being better. Um, follow us on Instagram at Tommy Breedlove, LinkedIn at Tommy Breedlove, or Facebook. Um, you know you can go to Legendary Life. Um, you can find the book anywhere, and so electronic, Audible. We have sent one. I believe you're in Jordan, correct? We yeah. have we have sent one there. It might take you a minute to get there, um, but we have sent <laughs> one there, a signed copy. But it, you know, if if the say a hardback or softback, wherever you are in the world, is not quite available there, like it is in the UK, Canada, and US. Get the audible book, get the um and, and or get the electronic. It's available. And the last thing I would say is you you could go to my website if you want to learn more about the purpose course, you want to learn more about our uh, leadership retreats or our executive treats or some of the conferences we're running. It's at Tommybreedlove.com. It's that simple. Tommybreedlove.com, brother.
0: Your name is very musical. <laughs>
1: and it's real i was born with it
0: (laughs) (laughs) really i thought it was just a nickname (laughs) no
1: it's not like beyonce or jay-z it's 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 real
0: (laughs) cool it's tommybreedlove.com thank you for being here today with me on the success grid podcast it's awesome it's an awesome episode thank you
1: hussein you're the best brother and i hope one day i get to hug your neck in person (laughs) hopefully Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.